tall, dark, and slender? He isn't the man of your dreams. He is the creature who will stalk you during the day and orchestrate your nightmares at night. He is drawn to your weakness because he can smell it and he longs to taste it. No one knows what he really wants or who his next victim will be, but you can be sure of one thing. If you meet him, you will never be the same again. Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast where we discover the horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. This week we are discussing Slender Man, a creepypasta turned legend, a legend that will drive you mad, and that's if you're lucky. This show is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com and be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service. You can leave us an honest review on iTunes, too. The more we get, the more we grow, and hopefully, the more monsters we can explore. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to CarmenCarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook for information on future episodes. There were tickling splatters marching across my face like little soldiers. I could feel the cold wind blowing across my damp skin. I struggled to open my eyes, but the pain radiating through my skull made the usual reflex movement excruciating. My eyes shot open and panic set in as I surveyed the scene around me. Glass shards were scattered across the dash of my car, and rain was making little streams around the bits and pieces, pushing them slowly over the edge. I could feel something warm running down my cheek. I must have hit my head. That would explain the almost blinding pain. My heart was racing as I looked over at the passenger seat and I felt a flood of relief when I saw the rise and fall of her chest. But that didn't mean she was okay. It just meant she was still alive. For now. I should have listened when she came to me and asked for help, but like the stubborn older brother, I brushed it off. I thought she was just being dramatic, like I thought teenage girls tend to do. I saw him with my own eyes, standing in the middle of the road. I didn't have time to think, I just reached. As I swerved to miss the tall, faceless, menacing figure on the center yellow line in the pouring rain, the car slid off the road and hit a tree. Two days ago, Des came to me crying and upset. I thought it was one of her usual panic attacks. That is what she calls them. I didn't think they were real. I thought she just used them to get attention. I guess I have been a horrible big brother all around. She said she was being followed, and at first I was furious, thinking some pervert was harassing my baby sister. She was only 14, but even I knew she looked much older than that. I may not want to talk about feelings or share a cry on my shoulder, but I would make a mess out of some guy's face for bothering her. 
So when she started explaining to me what had been happening, I was relieved, but also irritated that she was wasting my time on made-up monsters and fake online news. I work in the city, Chicago to be exact. I have a small computer repair shop that I opened with my own savings and a small loan after college. Des, short for Desiree, is 10 years younger than me. She still lives at home with our parents and attends the same junior high that I did. Des didn't even have a driver's permit, and South Barrington was almost an hour from downtown Chicago. So colliding with my little sister as I headed out the door for lunch was the last thing that I expected. Des, what the hell are you doing here in the middle of the day? Aren't you supposed to be in school? I asked, using that big brother-slash-adult tone that she liked to make fun of. Shock and irritation turned to worry when I saw how upset she was. Tears pouring, she was blubbering something about her best friend not answering her calls and being watched. I grabbed her by the shoulders and attempted a patient voice. You have to calm down. I can't understand a word you're trying to say. She took a deep breath and after a few hiccups tried to explain why she was there. I am sorry I just showed up, but I didn't know what else to do. Mom would just try to stick me in therapy, but I know this is real. I turned the open sign to closed and locked the door before turning my focus back to Des. Look, I said, I only have an hour. So let's go get some lunch and you can tell me everything then. We didn't have to go far. There was a little park right around the corner and my favorite hot dog stand was always parked there on nice days like today. She didn't say anything else until we sat down on the park bench with our hot dogs, my usual chili cheese and hers plain with ketchup. I had told her since she was little that it wasn't normal to eat a hot dog with nothing but ketchup but she would just wrinkle up her nose and tell me, chili on bread is disgusting and soggy. Ketchup is good on everything. This always made me laugh because I was sure Des would put ketchup on her cereal if mom would let her. It was a gorgeous April day and the park, though small, was busy. There was a guy in a beanie and cutoffs tossing a tennis ball to his corgi. The dog's short legs moved surprisingly fast as he gave chase. There was a blonde lady in baggy jeans and a baggy sweater pushing a baby stroller while yelling at a toddler to be careful on the slide. She looked too young to be a mom, probably someone's nanny. There were quite a few kids there, but after finding an empty bench, I returned my focus back to Des. Okay, so tell me what's going on, and why are you in Chicago in the middle of the day alone? Are you alone? Where's mom? I expected her usual eye roll, but instead she just stared down at her hot dog like she was afraid it would bite her instead of her taking a bite of it. Mom is at work, she began. She doesn't know I'm here. At this she jerked her head up to look me in the eye. I had been about to say something, but she stopped me. Before you give me the fifth degree and threaten to call Mom, just listen, please. I was going to argue, but those large brown eyes had halted many conflicting battles over the years, and this time the only difference was the fear I saw in them. Okay, 
But we have to call Mom after lunch or she will kill us both, I reminded her. She took a moment to gather her thoughts before she began. I know this is going to sound crazy. I wouldn't believe it myself if it wasn't me that it was happening to. A long black curl came loose from behind her ear and dangled beside her cheek, making her look even younger than she was. Well, Mom doesn't know, but Kayla and I snuck out one night last week. She watched for my reaction but pushed forward before I could reply. Yes, we went to meet some boys, but I promise nothing, nothing bad happened. Well, at least nothing normally bad. This statement made me curious. We met out by the old burnt house. We were going to hang out in the storm cellar, but when we tried to build a fire inside, we got smoked out. Okay, so my 14-year-old sister was sneaking out with boys and starting fires. I was definitely not telling mom this story. Des may not survive the aftermath of what resulted. We decided to tell scary stories, she continued, and most of them were stupid, but then Kayla told us about Slender Man. I figured it was just made up, but now I know that it wasn't. She looked at me for a second and asked, You do know who Slender Man is, right? Yes, I said. I may be older than you, but I'm not a boomer. Well, Kayla said that she had been seeing him. She said that her and her mom got into a huge fight, and she began asking Slender Man to help her. She said she didn't mean it, not really, but, I mean, who actually prays to Slender Man? She said that she carved a circle into the headboard of her bed, with an X through it, and chanted his name. I am not going to repeat it again. I could tell she was beginning to get scared. I wanted to roll my eyes, but I didn't. Almost as if she could read my mind, she said, Josh, this is serious. Kayla's mom was in a wreck that next day, and she's in a coma. That night, on top of the old storm cellar, before her mom got hurt, Kayla dared us all to carve our own circles into a tree and summon him, and we did it. I had heard enough. I felt bad for Kayla and her mom, but I didn't like Des being so shook over something so stupid. Des, I am sorry for what happened, but none of that stuff is real. Slenderman is no more real than Pokemon. He was made up by some guy online. She hung her head again and put her hand on her forehead. I knew you wouldn't believe me, but I was, I was hoping. What if I told you I had seen him several times? What if I told you he was standing at the edge of the park over there when we sat down? Would you believe me then? Lunch was almost over, and it was time to get Mom on the phone. No, Des, I would not believe, because I am an adult now, not an impressionable kid with an overactive imagination. She wouldn't speak to me after that. She didn't try to take off, but instead followed me back to the shop where I called Mom, who was just as angry as I had suspected she would be. 
Des sat at my desk across from my workbench and chewed her nails while playing with her phone. I had promised Mom that she could hang out with me until after work, and then I would drive her home. I noticed that she kept looking nervously out the glass door. These were my last thoughts as the pain in my head began making my eyes water. Or maybe it was the rain. I wasn't sure. But I could hear sirens and see lights, flashing lights, as I began to lose consciousness. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Simply saying the name Slenderman sends chills up your spine. When the internet created the Slenderman, it did not realize it had made manifest the fears of a whole generation adrift in the digital age. At first, Slenderman was just an internet meme, but then it became a frightening folktale whispered among American youths. The birth of Slenderman took place in 2009 when created by Eric Knudsen, who goes by Victor Surge on the internet, for a contest on the website Something Awful. Knudsen designed Slenderman for the Create Paranormal Images thread, which was calling for participants to Photoshop existing photographs. The Slenderman started off as a tall, creepy, slim, spider-like figure with an amorphous face photoshopped into two seemingly benign pictures of kids playing. Although there were many internet-born urban legends before and after him, Slenderman is one of the most famous of them all. Nudson explains why the story of Slenderman took off, even though the figure was clearly manufactured. It differs from the prior concept of the urban legend in that it is on the internet, and this both helps and harms the status of the Slenderman as one. In my opinion, an urban legend requires an audience ignorant of the origin of the legend. It needs unverifiable third and fourth hand accounts to perpetuate the myth. On the internet, anyone is privy to its origins as evidenced by the very public Something Awful thread. But what is funny is that despite this, it still spreads. Slenderman is often described as a thin, faceless, eight-foot-tall, semi-human monster with tentacles that stalks people, especially children, who it abducts, murders, and deeply traumatizes. Some of its evil actions are carried out through proxies, 
which are human servants that Slenderman communicates with telepathically. On June 20, 2009, just 10 days after Nudson's posts, the YouTube channel Marble Hornets premiered. The channel featured a Blair Witch Project-style found footage series about a film student being stalked by a figure known as The Operator, which appeared to have been inspired by Slenderman. Produced by three young film students from Alabama, Marble Hornets quickly began to amass fans on YouTube. Joseph DeLage, Tim Sutton, and Troy Wagner shot the nearly 90-episode series with practically no budget and still has more than half a billion subscribers today. Other Slenderman-inspired videos and video games soon followed, appearing on websites with hundreds of thousands of visitors. In these many different depictions, Slenderman was always a tall, faceless figure with a dark suit and long arms, who usually had tentacles on his back. But fans soon filled in the blanks of the mythos with their own ideas as to what he did and why. Users claimed, or should we say suggested, that he preyed on children, beckoning them into the woods, and inviting them to kill, to be initiated into his proxy. His modes and motives were always left cryptic, but in many ways, it was scarier not knowing any of the specific details about his backstory. In almost every description of the Slender Man, his elements will vary, sometimes greatly. However, his basic appearance and traits are relatively the same across different accounts. His appearance has changed over the years, but the most common image, and the most well-known in media, is that of an abnormally tall human with long arms and a blank face. He is most often portrayed as wearing a business suit, which may be either real cloth or some form of skin molded to take on the appearance of cloth. If the former, this would imply an intelligent being attempting to try to blend in. If it is the latter, it suggests an adaptive chameleon-like being that evolves to match its environment. He seems to behave in what might be seen as a passive-aggressive manner, often stalking his victims for years at a time before ever attacking. In the process, he tends to torture his targets mentally, over long periods of time, using fear and paranoia to drive them to insanity. No one can explain the reasoning behind his tactics or the way he chooses his victims, and his motivations have yet to be fully understood. He is rarely, if ever, portrayed in a good or benign light and is generally understood to be a malevolent force. It sometimes seems as if he can possess his victims in some cases gaining control over their mind and actions. This seemed to be the case when two 12-year-old girls attacked their friend in the woods of Waukesha, Wisconsin in May of 2014. They claimed to have done it to please Slender Man. Morgan Geyser and Anissa Ware were accused of stabbing their classmate Peyton Lautner to please Slender Man and prevent him from harming their families. The girls said that they learned of Slender Man on the website Creepypasta and were just 12 years old at the time. Peyton was stabbed 19 times and barely survived the attack. The two girls who carried out the stabbing claimed that they were acting as proxies. Slenderman's mere appearance and images provokes fear. This is partially due to his towering height and overall unnerving appearance, but mostly due to his menacing aura. 
People find it extremely hard to describe the Slender Man. A description and words can be given, but often lack the ability to fully describe the creature. It is believed that Slender Man may exist on a fourth dimensional plane, which would account for some of his apparent abilities. There are two main descriptions of the Slender Man's behavior. Originally, he was portrayed as being not only malevolent, but also extremely dangerous. He would stalk his targets, impale them on trees, and remove their organs. In comparison, contemporary depictions have turned him into a more passive-aggressive creature. Instead of an active chase, he is more likely to let his prey devolve slowly into madness until they are unable to cope with their situation, often watching from afar as this takes place. If angered, he will charge the aggressor and vanish with his victim to an unknown location. Modern interpretations also show that the Slender Man interacts oddly with electronic equipment and causes massive interference with audio and visual recording devices. Sometimes an individual can determine if the Slender Man is near simply by how certain electronics act. Radios, televisions, and cameras are especially susceptible. How powerful this effect is seems to vary, which could be due either to the Slender Man's state of aggression or other outside factors that he may or may not be controlling, such as the weather or cell phones. In almost every description, the Slender Man is associated with stalking, often for extremely long periods. It is not unusual for a person to be trailed by the Slender Man for hours, days, months, or even years. However, he usually appears when least expected and where the victim is alone in the most comfortable such as home, school, work, or outdoors, or along trusted roads. Often he strikes when the target's defenses are down, sometimes at a point where they simply have no will to fight him off, making for an easier kill. One of the most common features of the Slender Man, generally accepted among both fans of the mythos and victims, is that he will target those who reach a certain level of understanding about him which in theory makes this episode a dangerous one. These accounts may vary from person to person, but it seems that being a victim of the Slender Man is almost contagious. One can become his prey by encountering someone he is already chasing. Basic research and even collecting images doesn't appear to provoke him. Someone has to delve into the mythos in an almost obsessive way. There is a theory as to how he could be able to track several victims at once, due to the apparent number of people invested in the mythos. This theory states that he is sort of an omnipresent being with the ability to connect or travel from one mind to the next. The Slender Man's original abilities include selective invisibility, the ability to change height and body shape, the ability to shape his arms into tentacles, and the ability to sprout tentacle-like appendages from his back and shoulders to be used as additional arms or legs. The Slender Man also originally had stronger connections to children, and many of the original stories revolved around disappearing children or featured Slender Man sightings and photos with children. This was attributed to the innocence and curiosity of children, which could lead them down the path of discovering the creature. As more stories came forth, however, the use of tentacles and tentacle-like appendages became less common, and the invisibility was limited or eliminated depending on the storyteller. On the other hand, some stories took the invisibility even further, 
and claimed it was entirely invisible without the use of electronic devices. Several popular YouTube channels contained some sort of video and or audio distortion indicating that the Slender Man may influence modern digital instruments, though this does not appear in any of the original accounts. But these also primarily make use of photographs and lower tech video. These abilities were seen in early Slender Man accounts and is one of the most recognizable elements of the mythos. Slender Man's ability to appear, seemingly from nowhere, in a place where he wasn't mere seconds before, is one of his most terrifying traits. Part of his psychological attack to stay just within visual range without attacking, the fact that he is there, no matter what, is described as worse than being attacked, the psychological effects often deteriorating the mind of the victim as a result. It is the waiting for what is next that drives the victim mad. He appears to be able to follow all targets regardless of where they go or where and how they hide. It isn't certain how he does this, but he seems to be able to keep a perfect trace on his targets, often speculated to be a part of his existence as a potentially omnipresent being and his theorized ability to possess his victims. The Slenderman has no confirmed history other than his online creation by Nudson, but contributors to the mythos have placed early sightings of Slenderman-like beings in Germany in the early 1600s and possibly before. In these historical sightings, the entity often took on the appearance of a knight or a noble figure. Germanic myths and fairy tales have been cited as containing Slenderman-like creatures as cautionary tales for children. According to Alexander de Winter of Alcation, there are many mythical creatures in different cultures like Slenderman, who could be its prototype, but are not directly related to its origin. He says one of these creatures is Zerdye, a character of Russian folklore. The name Zerdye formed from the word Zerd, or pole, which means a thin long tree trunk without branches, used in the construction of fences, sheds, roofs, etc. Russian writer Vyadol wrote in his book on beliefs, superstitions, and prejudices of the Russian people in 1880. Zerdye, from Zerd, very tall and thin, sometimes wanders through the streets at night, looks into windows, warms his hands in a chimney, and frightens people. He is some miserable vagabond, condemned to rove around the world forever without any purpose or position. It is hard to find out anything sensible about him. Photographs from the early 1900s are the first confirmed reports where images of a creature like Slenderman can be found in old photographs. Reports from this time indicate claimed sightings in America, the UK, and Russia, usually connected to reports of child disappearances. In the mid-1900s, several sightings occurred in war zones in Germany, which is theorized to possibly be the Slenderman's native land. Soldiers were his primary targets there. Slenderman, whether a myth or not, has made a real impact on popular culture. The creature has made it into some popular shows, including the CW series Supernatural in 2014, where he is called the Thin Man. He even influenced an episode of the drama Law & Order, Special Victims Unit, in the episode Glass Galman's Wrath, which was inspired by the 2014 stabbing case. In 2011, Marcus Notch Person, creator of the sandbox indie game Minecraft, 
added a new hostile mob to the game, which he named Enderman, who users on Reddit and Google pointed out was similar to Slenderman. In 2018, Slenderman was brought to life in a supernatural horror film by the same name. The film directed by Sylvan White and written by David Burke was based on the creature. In a small town in Massachusetts, four teenage girls summoned the Slenderman during a sleepover. Two weeks later, one of the girls mysteriously disappears during a class trip to a historic graveyard. Determined to find her, the other three girls soon suspect that the legend of the Slenderman may be all too real. I am a believer, or you might say a fan of the supernatural. But be sure that I also believe we should protect others and not cause them harm. So remember, be safe out there. And while you're at it, keep others safe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Waking up in the hospital, Josh had lost his sense of time and location. He was disoriented and confused, but he had a strong feeling of urgency and panic, as if there was something important he should remember, but couldn't. He was only awake for a few minutes, long enough to see his mother sitting by the bed, long enough to remember what he had forgotten. Des, he managed just a hoarse whisper, he saw his mother rise from her chair and walk over to the bed. She grabbed his hand and said his name, Josh. She sounded so far away. Josh tried to see her face clearly, but there was nothing there. No eyes, no nose, no mouth. Just blank, pale flesh. He sunk back into darkness, but the darkness wasn't empty. He could hear Dez screaming. He tried to run but tripped when something cold wrapped around his legs. He fought, but what felt like tentacles began to wrap and tighten around his chest and arms. Where was Dez? He had to find her. She needed him. He was about to yell her name, but when he opened his mouth, something slid inside, blocking his airway. Josh woke with a jolt and heard screams. It was his voice. He was screaming. Relief washed over him because for a moment he thought he was dead. Within seconds, he was fully aware of his surroundings, even though his heart was pounding and sweat was rolling down his chest. His mom, who had been sitting beside his bed, was standing beside him, stroking his hand to calm him. Mom, where is Des? Is she okay? He managed to say, even though his throat was so dry, he thought he might choke. His mom's brow furrowed. We were hoping you could tell us where she is. She isn't answering her phone. He could tell that she had been crying. His mind was racing, trying to make sense of it all. Des had been right beside him. She had been right there in the car. He saw her. 
The last thing he remembered was making sure that she was breathing. Suddenly he remembered everything. Dez's story, the way she had acted, the man standing in the road with no face. His head began to spin and he got sick to his stomach, but he refused to pass out again. Josh managed to stay awake to talk first to the doctor and then the police. The doctor said he had a concussion and two cracked ribs, but other than that, he was going to be fine. Two officers looking official in suits and ties with matching CPD raincoats stepped into the room immediately after the doctor left. They asked him about Dez's visit that day and wanted to know everything she had told him. They explained to him that Dez was one of three kids missing from her school, and the first to go missing had been her friend Kayla. Late the next morning, Josh was released from the hospital. His mom showed up to drive him home. He asked her for news on Dez, but her only reaction was to sadly shake her head. The trip to his apartment was a quiet one, until Josh saw him. They were sitting at a stoplight, a block from his apartment, when a homeless man began to peck on the driver's side window. His mom ignored the grungy fella and stared straight ahead. Josh watched him, though, and he finally gave up and sauntered back to his stool on the curb. That is when he noticed a dark figure leaning against the building behind the man. It was tall, extraordinarily tall. Josh's heart began to race as the car lurched forward. He turned in his seat, not wanting to lose sight of the figure, as he did, it moved, raising its body to its fullest height. And when it did, Josh saw its face. Or should I say, its lack of one. Josh's mom, after quietly fretting over him for half an hour, left him alone. She seemed to be in a state of shock. Josh understood, because he felt much the same way. He had been tucked in his bed, playing the good patient. But as soon as she left, Josh jumped out of bed and ran to get his laptop. He needed to know more about this faceless stranger. For the next 24 hours, he read every story and watched every YouTube video he could find on the Slender Man. He only stopped once when he saw a shadow loom across the floor in the dusky light of the evening. He got up long enough to look outside with the beginnings of paranoia setting in. He had to find Dez, but he was afraid. The fear was growing as quickly as his obsession with the Slender Man. Most of what he read told about the creepypasta creature that had taken the internet by storm, quickly becoming famous. There had been multiple claimed sightings and even footage of some, most looking photoshopped. Dez and her friends had encountered something and even if it wasn't this chilling phantom man, it had something to do with him. The last thing Josh read was a list of ways that people had tried to summon him. There were a few, but only one that Josh recognized. Des and her friends had done this. The writer said that to summon Slenderman, one must draw a circle and then draw a big X across it. It seemed too simple. But in desperation, Josh found a pencil and began to draw. What Josh didn't realize 
is he didn't need to look for Slender Man. He didn't need to educate himself on the where or the why, and he especially didn't need to summon him. Slender Man was already there. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other terrifying podcasts, such as Unexplained Encounters and Redwood Bureau. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook for information on future episodes. Tune in next week as we talk about the mysterious Ape Canyon incident where five miners were attacked by ape-like creatures. Until next time, stay safe out there, because this world is a strange one.